Welcome to the 3312 podcast. We are dealing uh, with some of the great issues of our time from a biblical perspective. We assert that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the nation's only hope. I am Peter Simpson, pastor of Penfree Methodist Church in Buckinghamshire, and we warmly welcome you to this podcast. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the 3312 report and episode three. Uh, we call it the 3312 report based on Psalm 33 and verse 12, which tells us, uh, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I'd like us to consider today the whole issue of climate change and in particular relation uh, to a portion of scripture uh, in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 5 and verse 22 and we read Jeremiah 5 verse 22. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which has placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass it? Uh, and then the Lord goes on denouncing the people of Judah. This people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter, in his season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of harvest. And so there in God's word, we see that the nation of Judah is rebuked by the Lord for not fearing God as the creator of the earth for not fearing him as the one who controls the elements. And they do not fear the God who gives them the rain for their harvest. Indeed, they've turned to other gods, the gods of the surrounding nations. And so the nation is rebuked for not fearing the God of creation the God who upholds and sustains his creation. And this is very relevant to our own situation in the 21st century. We live in a nation which is gripped by all kinds of fear. In the last 18 months, we have been gripped by fear over health issues. And one of the ways in which God deals with nations which refuse to honour him is to bring fear upon them. The general fear over health issues has come on top 
of long-standing and ever-increasing fear concerning climate change. And it is the case uh, that many people, especially young people, are racked with anxiety about this issue. And the question we want to ask, is it right to be so full of anxiety about climate change? Governments, politicians, the media, the educational system, big business, all are telling us today that the world is facing an existential crisis due to global warming, which is especially related, we are informed, to the burning of fossil fuels. Now, Christians need to be discerning on this whole matter. We know that the scientific establishment can be seriously mistaken. We know that, for example, by the way in which they reject the biblical account of creation in favor of the notion that the earth is billions of years old and that man is the product of an evolutionary process from a single cell. Now, there is plenty of good science to refute that evolutionary thesis, but nevertheless, it is maintained by the scientific establishment. And so that should put us on our guard. But just because scientists are declaring something to be true, it does not necessarily mean that it is true because scientists have to work within a framework of the institution which employs them. And we need, as Bible-believing Christians, to question uh, the whole notion of climate change. And we've seen there in Jeremiah 5, the Lord was actually rebuking the nation for failing to acknowledge his control over the elements, over the natural world over the produce of the fields and and so the people do not fear the god who is behind the provision of their harvest the god who controls the weather which facilitates those harvests and that's what we must be doing today instead of going along with the spirit of the age and that we must all be full of anxiety about climate change we must be encouraging people to fear the God who controls the climate. And then they'll stop worrying about climate change. But we are told in that passage in Jeremiah 5, 22 to 24, we're refusing to fear the God who brings the former or the spring rains, which help the seeds to grow, and who then gives the latter or the summer rains, which enable the crops to ripen. And so... We need to understand that God's control of the climate is his constant speaking to men. Because God controls the climate, men are without any excuse for failing to believe in him. We read in Acts 14 and verse 17, Acts 14 and verse 17, God left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So what society should be doing, uh, instead of being wrapped with anxiety about climate change, is they uh, should be praising God for the rain which 
ripens the crops and the fact that they have food on their tables. They, they should be praising the Trinitarian God of all creation for those blessings. Now, another important point for us to emphasize here is, is that there have in fact been major changes uh, in the climate uh, throughout human history. And, and we need to provide that context for the present anxiety. Climate change uh, is not something new. Basically, the climate has always been changing. Now, on July the 29th this year, a headline on the BBC News website stated that the UK is already undergoing disruptive climate change. Uh, according to a Royal Meteorological Society report on the state of the UK climate in 2020, report declares that in the last 30 years, the nation is becoming warmer and it is becoming wetter. And, uh, and this is a serious climate change problem. Uh, on July the 26th this year, the BBC stated concerning flooding that had taken place in London two days earlier, that flash flooding is becoming more common across the world because of climate change. And we see there that the national broadcaster uh, is putting all of its weight uh, behind the climate change hypothesis. However, the reality is that after a period of a rise in temperatures in the 1980s and the 1990s, the UK actually stopped getting warmer some 15 years ago. Now, another remarkable fact is this regarding rainfall. Concerning rainfall, the 21st century in England and Wales is generally no wetter at any time since the last third of the 18th century. In the period 1766 to just last year, 2020, the, yet, the wettest year in that period was 1872. It wasn't 2018, 2019, 2020, it was 1872. The wettest day in that period was back in 1955, and so not in the last 30 years. Concerning the floods in London in uh, July of this year, over four times as much rain fell on Hampstead in just three hours on one day in 1975, fell recently to cause the flooding in London on July the 24th. Uh, so it's facts like this, which help us to put the current climate change alarmism into perspective. Now, many people are concerned that the, the burning of fossil fuels, which creates carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, contributes to a harmful greenhouse effect, uh, whereby heat from the sun is trapped in the Earth's lower atmosphere. Now, we can challenge that with the hard fact that water vapour is a much more significant 
greenhouse gas than is carbon dioxide. Uh, water vapor accounts for no less than uh, 95% of uh, greenhouse warming. And furthermore, uh, concerning carbon dioxide, which is, just represents a very small uh, proportion uh, of the greenhouse effect, carbon dioxide, in fact, is good. It increases photosynthesis. It aids plant growth. Carbon dioxide is good for the environment. As we have said, the Earth's temperatures have varied throughout human history. Uh, and they have done so in situations where there was no corresponding change in man-made emissions of carbon dioxide. A major factor in uh, determining global temperatures is in fact, and it's surely obvious, it's the sun. That's the major factor. Uh, the amount of solar radiation which the Earth experiences, and, and this constantly varies in God's providence. And this variation is because of sunspots and faculae that change with time on the sun's surface. Every 11 years, the number of sunspots increases and then later declines. Now, back in medieval times, there was a warm period in terms of global temperatures. And this can be attributed to sunspot activity. This warm period was between around 900 AD to 1300 AD. Uh, and during this period, the Vikings were actually farming in Greenland. And good grapes were being harvested in southern England. And then from around 1300 to about 1880 AD, the world experienced what is known as the Little Ice Age. And during these colder centuries, there were three periods when the number of sunspots was quite small compared to the average. So it's sunspot activity which is determining the temperatures of the globe. And uh, additional factors behind global temperatures are what is called the El Nino warming of the seas near the Pacific. Another factor is the incidence of volcanic eruptions. More volcanic eruptions lead to global cooling. Fewer volcanic eruptions lead to a warming of the atmosphere. And we need to tell all the people around us, especially younger people who are racked with anxiety about climate change, there is no need to be full of worry and concern 
because the climate has been changing throughout human history and God controls the climate. Fear God. And then these other fears will be removed. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God controls the climate in every generation, and he controls the climate according to certain principles. He controls the climate according to whether or not nations are honoring him. Now that, of course, is a concept which the world would find fanciful, but it's clearly what the Bible teaches. God controls the climate according to whether or not nations are honoring him. In Jeremiah 5, Judah has been experiencing poor harvests precisely because of all her rebellion against the Lord. And they need to put two and two together. They need to ask themselves, why have these harvests been so poor? Why have the rains been held back? It's because the people have been turning away from God. And the word of God plainly teaches that calamities in nature can be the direct consequence of wickedness in a nation and the abandonment of faith in the one true creator God. We get calamities in nature all the time in any case because we live in a fallen world, but calamities can also be, natural calamities can also be directly related to national disobedience. The Lord is the author of his creation. He, he, he brought everything into being. He's the author of life and he continues to sustain life as we read in Hebrews 1 verse 3. The Lord Jesus is upholding all things by the word of his power. And we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ here, the eternal son of God. He was there with the father and the spirit uh, creating this universe at the beginning of time. And he has eternally existed. And so we need to proclaim to the Western world, overtaken with fear, irrational fear, that it is God who controls the climate, not man. In our evangelism, we must tell the unbelieving world, including many young people, that they must stop fearing climate change and start fearing the God who controls the climate and who puts the food on their tables and who gives them their daily breath. They must fear him. And then the other fears will evaporate. We must tell people that our crops are only watered in the fields, if the Lord Jesus Christ causes them to be so. Because he, with his Father and the Holy Spirit, is the Creator God. In Colossians 1, 
and verse 16, Paul tells us of Christ. All things were created by him and for him. And we know, of course, as we've just seen from Hebrews 1 verse 3, that it is Christ who upholds, maintains, sustains the natural world every single moment. And so, as Christians who believe in the Creator God, we are eminently qualified to speak about climate change because we believe in the God who without doubt controls the climate. And so on Christ's authority, we must challenge the modern paganism which teaches that Mother Nature functions independently of any divine control. We need to cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the disciples said, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the waves obey him. Society needs to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator and redeemer of men. We have a wonderful promise in the Bible. It's a very ancient promise and it immediately negates all anxiety about climate change. And we find this promise in Genesis 8 and verse 22. Genesis 8 verse 22. While the earth remaineth, Seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. God is never again going to bring about a universal flood. He is merciful to an undeserving world, and He has promised that between now and the end of time, the recurring seasons will always take place. He has promised that there will always be cold as well as heat, which contradicts the thesis the earth is getting dangerously warm, because God's word says that there will always be cold. And we have seen climate changes throughout human history. And so we are the ones who have the only truly helpful message for a world overtaken with anxiety about climate change. And so uh, let us not ourselves be ashamed of biblical truth. But let us go forth and declare to the world that it is Christ who controls the climate. And men must turn to him, and they must not turn to a pagan notion of Mother Nature.
And so men must humble themselves before the creator and sustainer of all things. And then they will not be overtaken with fear. I do thank you uh, very much um, for joining us this afternoon. Please pass on the recording uh, of uh, this presentation to your friends and contacts. It's a very important issue and we do hope that you, you have found it helpful. And as with all issues, we need to go to the Word of God, the Bible, for the answers. So if we want uh, to live in a land which has climate, which varies properly according to the seasons, if we want to be generally free of excesses of climate and natural disasters, the nation must turn back to the one true faith of Jesus Christ. And that is the message that we must deliver. Thank you very much for listening. We, we look forward uh, to meeting up on the next occasion. And may we continue to remind you um, about the book which we have for sale on uh, prayer during uh, World War II. It's called When a Nation Prays. And again, it, it teaches the truth that God controls the destiny of nations, whether it is to do with the economy or whether it is to do with the weather. God is in control. Or whether it is to do with the outcome of battles, God is in control. So we look forward uh, very much to the next time. Please pass on the recording of this presentation and thank you so much for joining and bye-bye for now and God bless. We do hope that you found this podcast to be helpful and profitable uh, and if so please pass it on to friends and contacts and if you would like to hear further podcasts uh, which endeavour to bring biblical teaching to bear upon our national life, then please do subscribe uh, to hear further podcasts. Many thanks.